0: Welcome to the Energy Fellows Podcast, where each episode is designed to share expertise and experiences from U.S. and global energy fellows. They provide direction and possible solutions for ultimate journey results. Here's your host, Mark Stansberry. Enabling best-in-class customer experience and operational excellence in a hyper-connected oil and gas world, TCS prioritizes problem-solving and leverages customer insights to drive real business results. To find out more, go to tcs.com. That's tcs.com. Welcome to another episode of the Energy Fellows Podcast. I'm Mark Stansbury, your host, and today we have with us Stuart Turley. Stu, welcome to the Energy Fellows Podcast.
1: Well, I'll tell you what, thank you very much, Mark, for having me stop by your podcast. This is absolutely fabulous.
0: Uh, it's so exciting. I listen to your podcast and episodes, and so I'm thrilled that you're joining us today uh, in this initial few weeks and months ahead that we're starting the Energy Fellows through OGGN and uh, Mark and uh, Paige and others that are leaders there. We're so excited about this. And when it comes to Energy Fellows, we're also talking about those that are up and coming leaders. Those are students, those that are already in the workplace, but moving forward and advancing their careers. And then there's also the listeners that are definitely in the business that have been seasoned and have been uh, using their expertise and experiences throughout the years. So we'll be having a broad discussion to help all these folks that are listening. And then there's some that are consumers, those that really need to look at it from a stakeholder's perspective of what they can do and be involved in the energy industry, not just oil and gas, but energy industry as a whole. So we're, let's get started. We'll start off with the journey, the journey of your life. If you will tell us about the journey when early days and up to now, and please take your time on this because we really want to hear about it.
1: I'm not used to this, Mark, being a podcast host. I'm always used to being the one asking the <laughs> questions. So I don't even know how to start on this, but a lot of people have to wonder uh, when we sit here and talk about this. I've got so many weird stories of things that have happened to me, and those have really helped shape me, because I'm going to give your listeners a little bit of inside baseball. You and I just recorded a episode on my podcast, right. uh, the Energy Newsbeat. And Mark, I want to tell you, I had an absolute blast. Thank you very much for coming on my podcast. You've had an interesting experience getting there as well, but you and I have a lot of Oklahoma connections. and That's right. I grew up and my grandparents had a farm in uh, Anadarko, Oklahoma. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And my dad was a guy in the military and I love military guys. And we moved around with him. And I was lucky enough to go to high school in upstate New York. Back then, Mark, Mm -hmm. school was a little different. We didn't have computers. We actually had to learn something. (laughs) I understand. (laughs) And then I went to Oklahoma State. And Mark, I'm not going to kid you, I should have gone in the military rather than go to Oklahoma State. I did not spend much time focusing on college. That was a lot of fun. But I got a good base for learning, and were you able to program in Fortran on a card key punch?
0: Yes, I remember those days, and (laughs) quite the experience.
1: Unfortunately, I made a mistake, and I don't know how, but one of the questions was, how many feet per second would it take to insulate a logging tool from going down a well and overheating And how much eutectic material would it take? Okay, you got to translate that to card key punch.
0: Oh, my goodness.
1: And you don't want to be at the Oklahoma State. Back then, it was a supercomputer, but it was about the size of a phone. I mean, it was the size of a room, but it was now you got more computing power in your phone. Right. They stood up and go, all right. Where's Turley? <laughs> I'm
0: like, ah. Uh. Oh, <laughs> I know where
1: this is going. <laughs> this oh, it's going. <laughs> it, it's not good. Here we are in finals, and I locked it up. And so I was getting yelled at, screamed at, and I don't know how I locked up their silly thing back then, but I threw it into a loop in Fortran and just oh shot itself in the foot.
0: <laughs> oh, my goodness. So I you remember up. then. You remember LSU. I've got a feeling. Yeah. You're the guy. All right. I know about you now. Yeah, I'm the guy.
1: (laughs) Back in Animal House came out, and we were the fraternity next door. I think Animal House took inspiration from our fraternity. We were evil.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think we've heard about you, Stu. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) We know about you. You're the guy. All right.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I'm the guy. But. And then from there, I've had a very nice career, everything from working with Intel and supercomputers and their just regular dealer channel and absolutely having a blast learning through 12 years of that, working with my family's business and really thoroughly enjoying working for my father-in-law. And they were a technical company. mm mm-hmm. It was fun learning from my father-in-law on how to run a business. Mm -hmm. And Mark, it's a tough thing when you're uh, running a business. Right. It's tough. So as we talk about up-and-comers, there's a couple things you got to do. I recommend avoiding a party school. I recommend going in the military if you don't have the wherewithal to avoid the party school. And then find a mentor find a mentor because by the time I got to working with my family's business, my father-in-law really taught me a lot. I could have used his inspiration earlier on. Mm -hmm. So after that, you sit back and take a look. I got to have a start at RFIP, which they had a wonderful group of folks and we got to install radio towers for Ericsson and oil and gas fields, the intelligent oil pads, put in a bunch of oil pads out there. And that's where I really got to figure out in the oil field, my love for just the energy space. And I uh, just want to give a shout out to all the folks over at RFIP. And then from mm-hmm. there, uh went to Intercom. And uh, Intercom was the oil and gas investor conference and we worked with a lot of the public companies and introducing them to investors and really understanding not only from the pad to the investors, it's a unique look at the energy field. Mm -hmm. And Mark, I decided to go out on my own. So you can sit here and look at a twist between running your own company. And now I've got hooked on running my own company, Sandstone Group, Mm -hmm. We started with data scientists, and we were taking data from the oil field. You can see a pattern building here, Mark. Right. And we take data from the oil field, bring it into accounting, and then we take that all the way over to the investors. And We also would bring investors into the company. So it starts with thought leadership. And Mark, you're an outstanding example of thought leadership with your background starting, I'd like to say, me, you, and Moses are all (laughs) (laughs) buddies. I'm part of a great club there, you know? (laughs) absolutely. American Needs Energy is truly a blessing for folks, because Mm. when you add it to your book, American Needs Energy, and... You sit back and take a look at where Sandstone, my company, is now. Mm -hmm. I got hooked on podcasting. Right. And I got hooked on talking to people and learning to people. A young man, I want to give a shout-out to, Michael Tanner, and Mm -hmm. I have worked together for years. We started up our own podcast, and it was called The Energy Newsbeat. It was a daily show, and, Mark, podcasting is fun. Mm Mm-hmm. But a daily show is a grind.
0: (laughs) No, it's got to be. No question.
1: Oh, it was brutal. But we got it up to like 40,000 views an episode. And it was a blast. He is such an excellent young man. I truly have learned more from him than I think he's learned from me. But just giving him a shout out.
0: Oh, it's wonderful. Yeah.
1: Oh, it's fun.
0: Well, how many years as a podcaster? You said you got started.
1: Probably three years, somewhere around in there. My goodness, you made great
0: inroads. My great inroads, yes.
1: Oh, it's a lot of fun. And Energy News Beat podcast is now on episode 78. Just now I had uh, 10 in the can. And uh, after this morning, I did another two. I got 10 more in the can that my production team is working on. So you kind of laugh about being at the mercy of your production team. That's right. I'd be dead meat without my production team.
0: No way I could work otherwise. No question about
1: it. I just want to give a shout out to Mark as well for introducing us, Mark LaCour. Mm -hmm. I really had a fun thing getting to look at OGGN, the growth, and learn from everybody over there over all this time. And Mark LaCour is just a really good industry leader. And I got an opportunity to be on Mark's podcast.
0: I heard it fantastic. Oh, you did? Oh, Oh. my goodness. I was so impressed. Very, very great job from both of you. It's wonderful.
1: Oh, I'm a neophyte, and I really enjoyed learning from Mark. And I have to do a little bit of uh, inside baseball with our folks over at Inveris. I was there with OGGN at the Inveris conference in Houston, and I'm a dope. I am absolutely a dope. I've done so many stupid things in my life, and this is one of them. I did eight interviews live there, and Mark, I did it without a production team, and I made a mistake. Mm -hmm. I ended up hooking my microphones up wrong, and I recorded the entire thing instead of just my podcast guests, and I had to record all of them again. Oh, no. And Mark was over there going, you are a dope.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You had a good and rough time. I got you.
1: Oh, I did. And so getting to know Mark since then has just absolutely been a hoot. So congratulations on your podcast.
0: Well, thank you for that. And, you know, I really want to go back to what you think the benefit of podcast is. I will say a little bit what I see in it. And that is, you know, you can get segmented news of three to five minutes or whatever. But when you have 30 minutes or so. That's very concise, and even what you're doing today, for example, those that are listening can apply it to their lives. How can they apply that? You know, and that's what I try to drive. Is you know, you had this journey and how you got there, and those that are listening to that go, you know, where's my future? What do I have in my future? And and it's you know, step by step. I know my dad. I asked him, I'd like to work and have a job. He said, okay, here's a broom and here's a mop and get busy, and get started. And it was kind of I was 11 years old at a hospital that he was working at, and wound up as my first official job would be making sure I swept and buffed and all that kind of thing. But it was step-by-step. Step. I find today, Stu, and I think this is something you may want to talk about a little bit, is there are those that may be listening that go, I want to be the vice president within the first two or three years after graduation or something like that. And I've had several that have been interviewed as of late. They had the opportunity to start higher up, but they didn't because their their leader said, you need to do certain things. Do you find that Sometimes just moving too quickly can be a mistake, sometimes maybe not. How do you feel about those leaders out there looking, I want to make a choice of how my future goes, but can they take advantage of it from a standpoint? you know, some of be interns at first, or just learning the process versus just trying to
1: jump in the business? What do you think? You just got my head exploding. Let me back up just a little bit, and thought leadership comes to mind. And when you say you have a person come out right out of school and they start building their experiences. Right. They're not of the mindset of being able to be a industry thought leader. Mm -hmm. It really didn't dawn on me until several years ago what an industry thought leader is. And you are dead on right is that podcasting started taking on, and I'm going to approach this from two different ways. I try to ride anywhere between 75 and 100 miles a week on my bike. Mm -hmm. A lot of times I will have one earphone in and I'll listen to podcasts while I'm going, or I will write stories in my head while I'm riding along for energy. Industry thought leadership, you have to have experience in order to really set that tone and be able to understand. I wasn't able to really articulate that until having Michael come on board, and he helped me get past that fear of interviewing people, of talking about things and realizing, wait a minute, it's not that scary. Mm -hmm. And when you can start interviewing people like you are, Mark, and say, wait a minute, this actually will be listened to. It's not that frightening. But guess who's the real benefit? Mm -hmm. Me. Mark, I learn right. from anybody I get to interview, and I really love learning same here. I get excited. I mean, I think you can jump in around the room. It's a good thing. my microphone is like <laughs> high energy there, okay oh yeah, I just love getting to talk to people mm-hmm. and learning because it's about learning now, you also bring mentorship into this, so not only is it an industry thought leader. But the good industry thought leaders are not the ones that are self-absorbed. right? And Mark, you are absolutely a phenomenal listener as well. You're over there just disquieted. And I'm trying to draw you out because I'm a podcast host. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, Mark, how did you want to you know, grow and write a book? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's killing me to be on this side of the <laughs> podcast, to be honest with you.
0: You're great, by the way, to be interviewed. So you just keep on going. I like it. It's wonderful.
1: Well, Mark and Paige do such a great job. They interact and play. Half of being a podcast host is interacting and being able to ask the right questions. Mm -hmm. And it all boils down to, Mark, your next steps in this next podcast as you grow Mm -hmm. is actually helping other people become podcasters. And Mark LaCour is phenomenal about that. Because he gets excited helping other people be podcast hosts. That's right. And isn't it fun?
0: It's wonderful. It's wonderful. And also you're developing leaders in the energy industry that may be the ones that are going to be interviewed. And if you're not on the podcast itself, you've got a large group of folks that have never been interviewed before that are leaders, and they need to show that leadership by being interviewed. So those that want to be interviewed that are the senior fellows or whatever in their categories that they're in, their energy industry or whatever field in the energy sectors they're in, they have a voice and that voice needs to be heard. It's one voice in a choir in a sense, you know, you've got to have people talking and you're part of that. So they can reach out to you, reach out to me or to Mark, and they have a platform they can go to and it's so wonderful. And I think that's what you have is, you know, they're not everybody's going to be a podcaster, however, those who want to, Yes. We're there to help them reach their goals. But a lot of folks just need a platform to express their technology, their innovation, you know, what they have planned for their future. So I need to stop. You hear what I'm doing? I'm being interviewed by you all of a
1: sudden.
0: (laughs) Trick. It's a trick. It's a trick. Hey, those that want to be a podcaster, it was a trick by Stu right there. Got me captured. (laughs) But But you
1: know, that's the fun thing about being a podcast because it is not just a conversation, it's a bonding. And the Mm -hmm. bonding really occurs when you can run down the road. Now, COVID was absolutely horrific. Mm -hmm. But on the other hand, COVID allowed so many other people to reach into themselves and pull the inner podcaster out, if you would. Right. Is that something I guess we could now coin a term, the inner podcaster? I
0: I like it. There you go.
1: You know, when we sit back and kind of go, hey, Mark, I want your thoughts also. And I I hate to just try to grab you in there on this interview, but Mm -hmm. We have a whole nother generation and you alluded to that is we got to attract the younger crowd. And I mean, Gen Z, millennials, all of those to the energy space Mm -hmm. because we have to tee it up for success. Energy Mm -hmm. goes across all markets Mm -hmm. and we need the youth. To be able to step in and take the lead. It's not about oil versus wind. It's not about natural gas versus solar. Right. You and I talked about let's use all forms of energy Mm -hmm. to elevate the world's population out of poverty by delivering the most amount of stable energy, using the least amount of money to deliver the highest kilowatt per hour. And having the least amount of impact on the environment. So, if you match the least amount of impact on the environment and the lowest kilowatt per hour Mm -hmm. in order to do that, you got a formula for success. But Mm -hmm. we're going to need young people that are educated in order to make this happen.
0: I'm glad you said that because the workforce, when I got back from Houston a few days ago, there was a round table I was part of, and every person, It was part of the conversation, about 10 of us, were concerned about the workforce and how to not only attract, but retain retention and recruitment. And yet you hear the news that energy business, you shouldn't go in the oil and gas business or whatever it might be. And how do you overcome that? And we need, as discussed on your podcast, how do we get to the process of messaging properly? You mentioned mentors. You mentioned the leadership side. You've mentioned several other factors that are already involved that hopefully people are capturing, those that are thinking about being in the energy industry or those that are in the energy industry and their future. There's a big future in energy. It's unbelievable what's happening in Houston and Dallas and Oklahoma City. The future's here, and I hope they will grab hold. Tell me on the messaging side, what can we do better? And how can we be effective in the energy industry? How can we reach out and be a factor?
1: You know that's a great question Mark. There's a couple things. I guess from a standpoint don't limit yourself. And the reason I say that is be reach in and remember that you may not even realize how valuable you are. You may not even realize that you're that knowledgeable, but reach mm-hmm. out and talk to people. You can be a renewable advocate Well, let's have a great discussion about why we need renewable, or Mm. you can be a nuclear advocate. Let's all deep down and realize that we have something to add totally, but let's take it to the next level as well and say, how do we educate people? Having passion, I think, is one thing. Mm. Mark, do you want to sit down and listen to somebody that is, I believe in energy? (laughs)
0: Nothing moves without energy attitude, right? Yeah. We've got to have the right Yeah, you're right.
1: You could absolutely lose people when you try to overstep your bounds Mm -hmm. and you try to force your ideas on people. You know, thank goodness I've been married, I think, 37 years to a wonderful woman who has put up with me. If you could imagine putting up with me for that (laughs) long. (laughs) So that poor woman is an angel.
0: I've got an angel too. I understand. Yeah.
1: The only way she actually gets anywhere with me is being nice. hmm And the only way I get anywhere with her is being nice. Right. So, if you're nice and caring, all of a sudden people will, well, hey, let's have a discussion. So, I think having enthusiasm, sincerity, and trying to learn are some of the Biggest things we can do for our entire energy sector. And Mark, when we sit down and think about it, we're facing an incredible energy crisis around the world. Mm -hmm. And that energy crisis around the world is going to be horrific. It's going to affect food, it's going to affect living, it's going to, you know, everybody's ability to provide for themselves. And if we can take a look at really taking the leadership and saying, let's throw everything off on the side that didn't work in the past, because we have got to, and like Mark LaCour, Mm -hmm. we got to be the Marines to take it to the next level. That's right. I'm going to say this because I should have gone in the Marines instead of go to Oklahoma State. And that is one of my biggest regrets in life is not becoming a Marine because I think I would have learned more and then go to college. Mm. So we have to be the Marines. And what a great thing to be even striving to be is be the Marines of energy.
0: I like what you're saying. You've added the factor again, learning, mentorship. And really what I'm hearing is discipline. That's what you were hoping to have. And you've gained it through the years, by the way, through your experience. You have great discipline. You have to have great discipline to do successful podcasts, for example, and to run a business like you have in the group that you've led it takes all this knowledge and experience but also caring for others i mean if we're all out for ourselves we're not gonna accomplish a lot but the message i'm hearing too is that the consumers that are listening to this you're touching their lives too because they can make an impact of how do they use the energy efficiently and do they strive for environmental preservation at the same time how can they balance that and how can we balance it in our businesses? I think what I'm hearing is a balanced life, which you've approached. You, you mentioned about your marriage and everything else. It's that balanced approach throughout your life that you've had. Do we always stay balanced? No. That's why we have to have those around us to uh, good advisors and support. And you've got that and you've had that. And so congratulations for your leadership through the years.
1: Oh, I don't know about that. But when you sit back and go to a great wife, women have a way of grounding men. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're right. Not only think, I know you're right. Yeah. <laughs> Any man that thinks that he's running the household is a nut.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And that's a good example of true CEO. The CEO has to take the lead and make it happen. And we've got good support groups from our women of our lives anyway. Yeah,
1: But you know, Mark, the best CEOs will sit back and just like you're doing as a podcast host, you'll throw a conversation or a nugget out there and step back. Right. And that's what CEOs do. They'll throw a nugget out there and they'll they'll walk in and a nugget grenade, I guess, is a good way to say that. That's right. You say, hey, here's what we need to accomplish. And then when the body language of the CEO leans back and if you have the right environment of a corporation, you see everybody get fired up and say, hey, here's this thought nugget. Here's mm-hmm. what we need to do in order to get it to the next level. So that thought nugget, really, that thought grenade, boy, that's really a, Mm you got to figure out a better way to say that because you mentioned grenade when you're going into (laughs) (laughs) somewhere, people either duck for cover or, you know, you're going to have a problem. Anyway, it's all intertwined. And the sad part is energy, life energy, and energy energy is all at the core.
0: Wow. You've been listening to Stu Turley. Stu, thank you for being on the Energy Fellows podcast. A great stopping point, but not a stopping point of coming back. I hope you'll come back to be on the Energy Fellows podcast. You've been listening to the Energy Fellows podcast. I'm Mark Stansbury, your host. And the main thing is the future of energy. It depends on all of us. It depends on us.
1: Oh, it really does. And thanks for having me on the podcast. And I can't wait because your podcast that you were on my podcast, I'm going to try to have my production team have it out before this one. Oh, wow. I got to beat you.
0: (laughs) You got to beat me. Well, thank you. And nothing moves without energy with uh, Stu on there for sure. Thank you, Stu. Join us again
1: next week on the Energy Fellows Podcast, a
0: production of the Oil & Gas Global Network. To learn more, go to OGGN.com.